So let's move on to SmackDown. That'll do it for Raw. So SmackDown Live. All right. My man, Kofi Kingston. We got to talk about what's been going on. Let's talk about this brother. So Kofi Kingston's been on a hell of a run, right? I mean, he was not even supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber match. He was put in as a replacement for Mustafa Ali, Mm -hmm. right? So that's how all this started. And then they put him in a gauntlet match, and he wrestled for what? Was it an hour? An hour hour in that Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania was born, was born, and he did a phenomenal job. I mean, just, Hmm. just, just wrestler after wrestler. Yes, telling great stories. Telling AJ Styles, I've been here for eleven years. You know, AJ wanted to take it easy on him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That 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 had me. I was like, okay, okay, this is. No matter what happens right now, I, I, he's he's done it. He's achieved, yeah. the, the, you know, just winning me over and having me believe that he belongs in this match. And then more than that, that he should win, that I want him to yeah. win it. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. And, and and he made me remember, man, because I truly forgot about what he can do. Yeah. I mean, so I've always, every time Royal Rumble comes around, I know that Kofi's probably not going to be the guy that's going to win, but I always think, man, it'd be amazing if one of these times, you know, with all of his great escapes and, and saves and, and near, you know, eliminations, and what if he made it to the end? And what if he won? You know, because Kofi yeah. had a great run going for a while earlier on in his career, like 2008, 2009, yeah. and then it just kind of got snuffed out, you know, and I mean, part of it, rumor always was, it was Randy Orton was one of the reasons why that didn't yeah. quite go the way it would, uh, mm-hmm. the way it seemed like it was going. Um, but, you know, that that I don't have anything else to back it up except for the one match that they had where Randy Orton was saying stupid Stupid, to him because, stupid, stupid. I, I don't yep. know if he botched a move or something like that. Or what. Yeah. But that was kind of like the beginning of the end yeah. of that yep. of that run. So, But you, you notice know. how Kofi yes. gave it right back, call back to yeah. us. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and I, oh, I was like, "Okay, this is, this is." I was just real. eating this up, man. I was just <laughs> eating this whole match up, bro. It, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Man. So the the elimination chamber. I mean, it was it was a great moment for for Kofi. Great moment for the WWE overall because yeah. they had everybody invested in that entire arena. And probably people, I know, me and my brothers, we were watching this, you know, and just, we were all rooting for Kofi. We didn't go yeah. into it thinking, for yep. sure, oh, he's going to win. But at a certain point, it's like, you know what? He's going to win tonight. Like, I really That's how I felt. Like, That's how I felt. When it got towards him, I'm like, oh, he just, when he had kicked out out of that uh, that running knee, yes. and the way he sold it, I'm like, oh, he's, yeah. he's done. He's oh, yeah. done. Because he did like a 360 flip, and he was like, he looked like he was knocked out the way he sold it. I'm yeah. like, okay, one, two, three. He kicked. I'm like, oh, are they going to yeah. actually give it to him? <laughs> <laughs> it was man. such a tease, but you it know was. that that's that's what that's why you like wrestling, man. Yeah, because of the storytelling, it gets you out of your seat. You you know this this what keeps me watching wrestling and keeps me invested in talking about wrestling, man. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, man. I mean, Kofi again nearly nearly won the championship at Elimination Chamber, and then they had the uh, what was it the six 
was it a six man uh, tag team matchup that they had on uh, yep. or yeah six man tag team matchup they had on SmackDown after that, and they announced it was going to be Kofi that was going to be fighting Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. So come this this uh, last SmackDown. And he's getting ready to sign. Kofi's getting ready to sign the contract. And Vince McMahon comes out and says, hold up, pause that. Actually, you know, I mean, I appreciate everything you've done, Kofi, but I need somebody who's box office and, and out comes Kevin Owens. <laughs> and, like, I just I just don't like, – I get it. And at the same time, it's just annoying, too, that we're going to go go about it this way to get Kofi – you know, uh, another shot because he's going to get his shot. It's going to happen. He's you know, getting the probably, belt. Uh, that He's getting the belt. He's getting the right. belt at WrestleMania. I guarantee you. He, he has to. He has to. You can't do all of this. And it ends with, you know, Kofi, you know, not getting a shot, not getting the belt, or just getting a shot again and not winning. Like, you know, I, I just, I, I just, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to draw this out now and we're going to try to, Sell it that okay, Kofi's not going to get a shot, and then he's going to turn around, he's going to get a shot, and that's fine. It's like Becky Lynch all over again, basically. Like, we yeah. know what's coming, we know that Kofi Kingston is going to get this shot. So, to try to tell the story in this way, I just feel like it, I feel like it insults my intelligence a little bit when I know where it's going, but they're trying to tell me it's not going to go in that direction. It just gets annoying to me. That's just how I okay, am. okay, because it was pretty much, uh, it's okay. Sad. Okay, we all yeah. know. We all know. So now, for instance, at Fastlane, let's say it's just Kevin Owens and and uh, Daniel Bryan. They try to go with that because they want to save Kofi for WrestleMania. They just yeah. killed that match at Fastlane. No one is going to be invested in Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan. It's going to be Kofi Chance the entire time, and it's just going to be one of those matches. Like I and I respect Daniel and I respect Kevin Owens, and I want to see a matchup between those two. But under these circumstances. They've the 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 way they're booking this. They've effectively killed any excitement that I would have had for that matchup. Otherwise, so I, that to, to me, it's just it's not it's not a smart way to go about this when you have someone who clearly you know everybody's behind in this way, and and it's just like just you might as well just do the match and have Kofi defend the title at WrestleMania versus having Kofi not be a part of it and then having risking that matchup at Fastlane getting booed out of the arena or just getting taken over by that crowd in a, in a way that I know Vince doesn't want. So yeah, that's just, that's just kind of my, my feelings on it. It's just, there's a little bit of frustration in the way that they book it, but I see, I guess, man, I, I feel that frustration, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the, the positive, the only positivity I take out of it is that it is clear to me that Kofi is going to win it, which is amazing after 11 years for this man to actually be WWE champion. Like nice. that, that is well-deserved and just kind of mind-blowing, too, that it, it, it took this long. And, oh, my God, Kofi Kingston is going to be getting this. Like, I'm, I'm super happy for him. I just yeah. wish we wouldn't, we wouldn't prolong it is basically my thing. Just just give it to him. Just give it to okay. him. He called an audible, really, and just made it happen right there at Elimination Chamber. You know, like, that actually would have been would have been something because – that's that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that that should have happened because if we was going to do our podcast that week, I had that in my notes. Like they should have pulled the audible right there. That's what an audible is needed. Like yeah. you could have I don't care. You could have flipped the title right back to Brian. I don't give a damn. But yes. you needed to drop that title right th- right then and right there. there. Right then, then and there. there. That was the moment. The crowd was hot. The crowd exactly. was in the moment. 
and you had the you could have had bits tell the ref switch the damn switch the damn title. It's going to it's going to Kofi. Yeah. It's going to Kofi. Yeah. Yes. And I bet Brian would have been cool with that, man, because that would have been perfect. Brian would have understood that. He would have been he would have been happy about that. Right. I mean, Daniel Bryan has been on the other side of that where he's had the fans behind him. So he would understand exactly. that oh, this is the moment that we just have to we just have to go with this because it's yeah. just too it's just too good. Like and, and to your point about like no like no one would have been upset if Kofi then goes up against Daniel Bryan in a rematch at Fastlane and then drops the title. It drops it like, back. It would have been fine. It would have been totally fine. No one would have had a problem with that. Nope. So yeah. it's just I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity already. And then we're just trying to stretch it out because maybe now they feel it's too predictable. But it's just like, come on, we all know what's going. Let's just let's just do this and then have Kofi defend it at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then whatever happens at that point happens. But if it's WrestleMania now, I think Kofi has to retain at WrestleMania because it just I don't know. The way they're building this up now, you can't put Kofi through all this and then the first time he loses to be yeah. or the first time he defends it to lose it like mm. that doesn't really work now either you just you've gone too far at this point it's yeah you could have did something and then you know and then they have a rematch at Wrestlemania there you go and yeah. he drops the belt there Brian yes. picks it up yeah. Yeah. he has another Wrestlemania moment yeah so yeah but I mean overall though I think that I don't want to lose the excitement around where this is going for Kofi. This is a great uh, potential moment for Kofi. Um, Kevin Owens, I think, maybe the one that maybe suffers the most from this because th- he's been gone for a minute now, too. Yeah. And his yeah. return is kind of put in the middle of this Kofi mania that's going on. So I, I think like that, they're going to kill his momentum right away, right after fast. There is no momentum. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like when, when you when you're out for a while. And you come back, I think you instantly yeah. have to have some type of momentum, you know. Yeah, that's true. And, that's true. I agree with that. You know, you know, look at when remember Triple H when he came back with John Cena when he had that long absence, made a uh surprise at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that pop is crazy. Exactly, man. You know, even Edge, you know, wrestlers that got injured, took time off, came back, always got that got that momentum coming in. But you can easily clip it off. And and I think, you know. Uh, uh, possibly that could happen with Kevin Owens. I hate to say that. I hope. I hope it doesn't. Maybe they'll do some type of way to get him out. Like uh, I, I don't know, man. But he he doesn't need to take a loss here. Not a clean loss. Yeah, he he shouldn't. He shouldn't take a clean loss. There's got to be some way that they that they do. I, but I don't know. I mean, you kind of. I, I I don't know how I would do it. I probably wouldn't have put it booked this in this direction anyway yeah. you know so to to try to write your way out of this one i don't know what you do you kind of put yourself in a tough spot where yeah. you know i i don't know kevin owens he, I, I feel like it's already to me that momentum is dead you know you know what they had a chance Ke- kevin owens didn't need to come and vince man didn't need to do that they could have they could have wrote they could have went with the the initial plan and uh What's that guy from the from one from the the Bludgeon Brothers? Not not Rowan, but uh oh, uh, Luke Harper. Luke Harper, make a surprise, interrupts yeah. the match, and there you yeah. go. All right, yeah. you know yeah. the uh you know the boys try to help out Kofi. They try to help him out, but it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? And now you now you have to do you have a proper rematch at WrestleMania. Yeah, 
Yeah, that that would have been a great way to book that. I mean, I, I like that a lot more than what where it seems like we'd be going right now. Because um, again, with Kevin Owens now, the any excitement that there was around his return to me is just dead. Like that's just over with. And now he's basically starting from square one. But the thing with Kevin Owens though is I don't get worried about um, Kevin Owens being able to get heat or you know get the the crowd to care. Like Kevin Owens is 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 so talented both in the ring and on the mic that I think yes. Kevin will be fine long term. But you're right about that initial momentum is just so special that you can, you know, it's just it's something that when it's done right, the crowd is fully invested and just excited for for whatever matchup that's going to that's going to be. I mean, Daniel Bryan's, you know, return to wrestling, you know, after being injured and on the shelf for years. I mean, it was amazing. The moment when he announced he was back was crazy. Yes. You know, yes. any wrestler's return like when, for instance, Bray Wyatt, like I'll just bring him up now. Bray Wyatt right now, there is there is the, the moment that he shows up, he's going to have a great reaction to wherever he's at, wherever it's, it's on Raw or SmackDown, um, wherever city he's at. I'm going to guarantee that when he shows up, there's going to be a huge pop, you know, so that'll be the WWE's moment to try to capitalize and try to do something with him. And so, you know, that'll be the next one that I'm anticipating. But with Kevin, I feel like it's just, you know, that moment has passed. Now it's just up to Kevin to be. To, to do what Kevin Owens does and to win over the crowd with both his athleticism and his, his mic work. So he's going to, he's got some work to do. Real but, quick. Uh, I just thought about this since you mentioned Bray Wyatt, I'm not trying to get off topic, but would that help out Braun Strowman, get it, get that momentum back. If they was to do like a, a, a proper story build, they have history together. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't hit me right away when you say that to say, oh, yeah, definitely. I think that would work. So my, my immediate answer is no, I don't think that's enough. You know, I think okay. depending on how they do the story, maybe in, in the in the uh, in, in the midst of the storytelling, fine. But my initial reaction to a Brave versus Braun matchup would be, OK, that's cool. But it's not like, oh, Braun is going to be that. That's perfect for Braun. He's going to be so over in that situation like. I don't, I don't know because actually, I think a lot of people will be on Bray's side, and that with Bray just coming back, well, you know, yeah, more yeah you're right. I you're right about that. For, right for Bray than it would be for Braun. So, you know, which which wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, that wouldn't be terrible to try to you know get Bray in his first matchup back in a matchup that would be would have a lot of meaning and would have the fans invested, you know, in Bray. But then with Braun being a face. You know, it's just you actually do more damage to, to Braun, I think. That Let's crash that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking speaking of Bray, we we let let's transition to to uh, the next topic, which will kind of tie into Bray a little bit. Um, it's the Hardy Boys reunion. So uh, they basically the Hardy Boys come back, and and when I say the Hardy Boys, yes, Matt Hardy is back. If you didn't see SmackDown, yes. if you weren't watching. Matt Hardy actually returned, and Matt Hardy looks great. He's in great shape. Good shape. Uh, it seems like he's combining every version of Matt Hardy that ever was. Yeah. You know, there's Hardy Boys, <laughs> Matt Hardy. There's V1 Matt Hardy. You know, there's Broken Matt Hardy. Like, he did every, like, like uh, I call them taunts from the video games, basically. But, like, everything <laughs> that he's ever done, you know, in his whole career, he did it in that matchup. <laughs> it was awesome. 
Um, but the first thing that came out my mouth when I saw Matt Hardy was, okay, where's Bray? If Matt Hardy is back, I thought I thought Bray Wyatt was gone because Matt Hardy got injured, right? I thought that was yeah. the whole thing. I, didn't I know thought so too. Right? right, because Matt was was on the shelf. Now, with Matt back and Bray still out, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, so Bray is just on the shelf just because now they just have decided, hey, we're not, we don't know what to do, you know, mm-hmm. with Bray. But we just outlined kind of a nice little, like, again, maybe it's not the best thing for Braun right now, but that is a possible matchup that he could have. If you, you, know, you can't say that, oh, there's not anything that Bray could potentially do. There's so many matchups he could have. There's so many moments that I've seen too, like when um in the Royal was it the, yeah the Royal Rumble when Elias started, you know, and the lights were out. I was thinking Bray Wyatt was about to show up, and then instead <laughs> it was Jarrett. And I'm like, well, that's another missed opportunity you could have had to bring yeah. him back and have an immediate yeah. storyline for Bray. Um, so it just even what should have been this kind of like happy moment, like oh the Hardy Boys are back is cool, actually turned into this moment of like I'm a little pissed off because. Bray Wyatt is still not on television. Here's Matt Hardy, and he he looks like he's he's great, you know, he's in great shape and he's wrestling well and you know everything's fine, but then your injury actually took Bray out of commission. So what's what's up with what's up with that? You know, to quote the hurricane a little bit there. A little throwback there, but I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts on that this whole situation? Uh on on Hardy's man. I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit confused. So I, I don't know if Matt is is back on a part time basis or it was just a one time thing because they was in their hometown. So I'm I'm a, that's why I'm a little confused on that. Okay. Uh, it's good to see him. He was moving around great too. Right. But, uh, what Matt Hardy is, uh, I feel. Well, Commentary talked about it. They were saying, "Oh well, like other tag teams, what what are other tag teams thinking about the Hardy Boys being back together?" So they were kind of selling that they were back as a team. Ah, yeah. So no more single runs for no Jeff Jeff singles run at least for now is probably on hold. Okay. All right. Well, hmm, now now we have another tag team in a. Very overcrowded tag team division of SmackDown. That was another thought I had. <laughs> right. That that doesn't make sense. Maybe they'll go over to Raw, man. They and need to go. Raw needs some some help right now. Yes. Because yes, it is it's a cluster, but but yeah. that, that's that's what I think of the Hardy Boys right now, man. I, I don't know where they're going. Honestly. Like, okay, yeah. you, you I know you're saying, you know, back in the tag, but okay, but where though? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. It can't be SmackDown. Where's Sanity? <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. That's another one. Meanwhile, right. SmackDown is struggling to just find, or Raw is struggling to find any type of you know tag team to to be relevant. You know, they're just piecing together pretty much anybody. And you know, SmackDown yeah, that is that is the last place I would think to put a new tag team. So yeah, yeah that that. That was another thing that I was thinking too when they got together and they were saying that I'm like, nah, nah, those two need to go to Raw like immediately. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh. Now the the Bray Wyatt situation. Any any thoughts on thoughts on that? You know, as far as <laughs> all concerned. Well, well, I hope. Well, well, with the whole Matt 
Matt Hardy, like you said, yeah, that's a bit confusing. Like, okay, I thought y'all the reason why. Well, first of all, I thought you retired or partially retired. And I so, heard that too. Yeah, there yeah. was a video that yeah, he put it, out. Dude, it's, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on with this man. I could tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's it's a lot I'm trying to figure out. So I'm like, okay, so are you tagged him or not? But with, with Bray Wyatt, man, I, I, man, he 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 needs to come to SmackDown. I think, like like you said, he can come to a, a huge pop. I think he will come to a huge pop. Yeah, because he he he's still he's still a great storyteller. He's still charismatic. He can still give that whole poetry promo vibe that people still like and and it's different too not you know he's the only one that's doing something like that nobody else so so that's why i I think it works for him because it's different uh and 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 he will fit better on raw than he doesn't even need to be on smackdown uh he needs to be on raw because raw need needs some help yeah but uh that's that's where I'm at with with Bray Wyatt, man. He needs to be. He just needs to be back. Like, where is he? Like, I think not injured. Use his use this man. Use him. Use him. And I think you know he and Elias actually make a lot of sense to go against each other, especially since they just turned Elias uh, heel. I think Braun or um, uh, Bray could come in as a tweener. You know, he's not. He doesn't have to be full face, but. I think they need to do the, the the whole lights thing, play off of it, have him getting ready to play, and then have him get interrupted by Bray Wyatt, and then build up, you know, the two of them fighting each other because that that moment it just it makes sense, and that's a guy that to Elias that they don't seem to know where they want to go with him either. So yeah. you know what, just put them against each other and let's see what happens. Let's see if they can, you know, like come up with some entertaining. Because when, when guys, you say that, when you say that, I laugh because not laugh like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be comical, but yeah, I guess in a way it could be because I'm I'm just seeing Bray Wyatt just talking as he usually talks, talking to Elias and telling him to, you know, play 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 me a pretty tune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's what you're gonna do. Play me a pretty tune. Yeah. <laughs> It would be hilarious. It, it would, would. It would. It would. It would. <laughs> <laughs> they can have some great chemistry, man. <laughs> I, man, they just need to do it, man. I, I would. I would be all in. Let's just have it, and then th- let them kind of figure out where the story goes for a little bit. You know, just let those two ad lib. If you really don't know what to do with them, because I think both of those guys, when it comes to again being on the mic. Um, they they don't need a script. They're just two of the better guys right now in the company, just like coming up with their own stuff. And organically, something it could just turn into something, you know, that'll be funny and entertaining, you know. And then the wrestling, both guys are really good wrestlers too. So they are. yeah, they are. I, they, they, have a, they both have a strong move set too. Yeah. So so they can really, man, man, yeah. Yeah, I would have. I, I would have thought about that, you know, when you mentioned Elias and Bray Wyatt, you know. Yeah. When you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, you break it down. They can actually do something out of this world, man. And they and they both right now, it seems like, are kind of in a similar boat where they they just the WWE just does not know what to do with them. So hey, just just yeah, just like in a holding them. pattern, man. It seemed like there was yeah. a lot of people on the main roster in in a holding pattern right now. Yeah, for for WrestleMania, I don't like that, man. That doesn't sit too well with me. 
Yeah, it's it's. I guess the only good side about that is there's an unpredictability right now, and so we'll be surprised when certain matchups are announced or when they start to happen. But you know, I don't know that that's 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 just my like positive spin on it. But for the most part, I feel like you do. Where I wish it was it was we were getting a better build towards some of this stuff because the bad side of it is. There, there's not going to be enough buildup, and I'm not going to be as interested in these matches as I should be for a WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania, you should be like, this is this is the premier pay per view. Yeah. After so Fastlane, no- this this build better start to somewhere because immediately WrestleMania is next month. Right, right, and Fastlane is supposed to be that. Like, all right, we're we're going 100 miles an hour towards WrestleMania, and it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like we're we're there. We're there. Yeah. We're, it's, a, it's a slow build so far, ironically, yep. going towards wrestling. So, yeah, I'm, I, we'll see. We'll see. So the only other SmackDown, like bigger SmackDown news that I'm, well, it's not huge, but R-Truth uh, showed up, you know, for the first time in weeks. And he had an open challenge, the United yep. States Open Challenge. Love that uh, promo. And he, and he did it for his hero, John Cena. Yeah. who he's been admiring since he was a wee boy. Um, so that, I thought, was actually pretty hilarious. I think the math on that might be wrong, but okay. I, 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 I think he's the same age or R-Truth is older than him. I think that's, that's probably I think how R-Truth is older than him, man, by okay. at least by five years. All right. But, you know, it's R-Truth. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah he can get away with that. Yeah. So. You know that that was that was entertaining, and then we got Cien, uh, you know, answering the open challenge. But then Rey Mysterio kind of passed him up and got there first, and then he he was talked into a triple threat by Carmella, sort of. I mean, he said, "Well, well, what did she say? She said John Cena would would have a triple threat, and he said, "Man, John Cena's brave." Like, right, I yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that, man. That was like one of the best lines of the night, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, damn, John Cena brave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, truth. Oh, I, I actually am kind of looking forward to these open challenges for a little bit just to see, you know, they played a little bit with our truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it, it's, it's, he, if he's going to be champion, he needs to be on television more, man. Like, that's just how it has to be. You can't put the belts on him and then hide him. Or whatever was going on, so definitely more more of our truth. I do want to see that. Give him give him a nice run. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, out, within that though, this the the Andrade, Cien Almas, and Rey Mysterio Jr. And yes, I'm going to keep calling by his full name because hell, that right. that's how I, that's just how I know him. Go go so, right here, Cien <laughs> Almas. <laughs> um, you know, I, those guys could fight forever. I mean, I just, I just love the chemistry that they have. I love watching both of those yes. guys, him and Rey Mysterio. And you know, I, I hope that they get some awesome match going into WrestleMania. Uh, I have a fear that they might not be on the WrestleMania card. Like, even though they're having great matches, it's just the the build up to the match. It feels like it should get one, but I don't know. The WWE has a weird way. You just have to put that thought in my head now. Thank you. Because of the weird thing that WWE will do this. They'll have these great, like, feuds, but for whatever reason, either there'll be pre-show or it'll be, it won't be on the card at all. If, especially if it's not for a belt. It, so, would be, it would be stupid of them not to have these two not on the card. Fingers of crossed. a seven-hour right. pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. you telling I me have... those two are not going to get on the card on a seven-hour pay-per-view. 
remember that we talked about this when WrestleMania comes up because I'm I'm saying it that again my hope is that they're there because I could watch them wrestle forever. That those two are awesome. But the WWE has a weird way of there'll be feuds like this that aren't for a belt that they don't really appreciate as much as they should. Like for instance, I'm sure that AJ Styles and Randy Orton are probably going to wrestle at WrestleMania. That they're probably going to have a match there. Now, they deserve to be on the card. And specifically, AJ Styles has to be on that card. Oh, yeah. But I would rather see Andrade versus Rey Mysterio instead of AJ versus Randy. Like, my, my preference there. There's been more of a buildup with Rey Mysterio and Andrade than there's no buildup for AJ and, and Randy Orton. Um, so uh, we can we might disagree right there. We might disagree right there. Well, okay. So if you want to call, you know, the RKO from Randy to AJ in that that uh, gauntlet match buildup. I mean, okay, they had that move, but then it was, what? It wasn't a buildup, but it was a start of right there, and then he yeah, hit him right. again in the yeah. elimination yeah. chamber. He he eliminated him. He made sure to eliminate him. It was a nasty RK, RKO. Andrade and Rey Mysterio had a best two out of three falls that you could probably say was the match of the year. Okay, and, didn't even, and even before that, they You're had right. a one on one match that you could say was the match of the year. So that's two times that they fought that you could you could make the argument that they had a match of the year type matchup. You cannot compare that to Randy Orton eliminating AJ Styles or doing the RKO tour. It I'm just not, doesn't. I'm care. not saying that. I'm just saying is that you're you're saying that there there's no build between the two. I'm like there is a start of a build between AJ Styles and Randy Orton. I'm seeing the the the, the pieces in place of starting of a, yeah. of a build. So so you so that so what you've seen so far has given you enough to care about the feud between AJ and Randy. So you wouldn't mind seeing a, a Randy Orton AJ Styles match? I'm not saying WrestleMania. I'm I know compared. we've seen it before, but where I, where I started with this was well where I started with this was I would rather see Andrade versus Rey Mysterio over AJ and Randy. That that's really the basis of it. It's not okay. that I wouldn't want to see AJ and Randy, but my my point is I have a fear that that Andrade and Rey Mysterio match is not going to happen. And I am almost certain that AJ Styles and Randy Orton are going to happen because those two guys, the names that they are, I mean, they're going to make sure that they're on the card. But my point is, is that there's been the, the matches that we've gotten from Andrade and Rey Mysterio have been classics, right? So that truly deserves to be on the card. But I could see that being on the cutting block because they, they, it's just the type of matchup that the WWE doesn't always respect enough to have be a part of something like this. You know, it might be pre-show, you know, and, I, and I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping that it's on the main card, especially like you said, a seven-hour show and you can't put them there. But they've done it. They've done it before. So, so that, that I just want to make sure that we, we you know, bring that point up again. Now, with AJ and Randy specifically – I feel like the, the 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 feud between them is purely manufactured, you know, right now that that you can see that they want to put those two guys in a match with each other. But there's no like emotion involved. There's nothing. It's just kind of like it, they're trying to force them to have a reason to face off against each other. Uh, and I just we're going to disagree feel. right here. <laughs> well, we're just going to disagree because it, to me, it feels forced. It feels like it before. So that how do we happened, feel forced with a person, Randy Orton, who just be 
RKO people backstage. That's what RKO he does. That's his people, that, but RKOing that, AJ Styles. AJ what, Styles. That's, before that happened, was there were you looking for an AJ a reason to put AJ Styles and Randy Orton together in a matchup? Uh I was when he when AJ was going through a bit of a runt when he was champion. Because I'm gonna keep it real, he was a it was it was a boring title run for AJ Styles when we had it. And I think if he would have did something maybe with Orton, that could have been man. He could he, he should have had a, a rivalry with Orton, not like a, a one off match. You know, I seen a match with him and Orton, and they got great chemistry, but they need a story together. I think so Orton. I this- think Orton could bring something out of AJ Styles uh, that that he desperately that AJ Styles desperately needs. I think Orton can pull that out out of him. Orton, Randy Orton is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Like, I, I'll go on the record and say this. Post-Attitude Era, Randy Orton is probably my favorite wrestler's post-Attitude Era. I'll, I'll okay. go ahead and say that. All right. But Randy Orton right now, I think, should be a guy that puts over new talent. You know, so, like, going against a guy like Mustafa Ali, perfect. That's perfect. Like, give that, give Mustafa Ali someone who you know, can, it was established that he can, that he can work with to help make him more legitimate. But Mm -hmm. to put AJ Styles against a guy like Randy Orton at this juncture, I don't don't know how much that is going to add to AJ Styles to be able to say, yeah, you know, I went and had this matchup against Randy. Like we're getting to a point where AJ is almost like not, not to say AJ is done, but that he's had his run, and now it's it's kind of like he almost needs to move on to Raw to have that run. Well, I think they, I think that that's where they're kind of even. Uh, was it Saturday when uh, what, what's that uh, commentator's name or uh, Kayla Braxton, whatever her name is, when okay. she was interviewing uh, AJ Styles, she was kind of alluding to the fact that you know is is your time over, right? You know, do you still got it? You know, and right. I think that's the I think that's the question right there for, and I think that would be the story for WrestleMania. You know, you 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 know, I, I know like like who could AJ Styles face right now that you would instead of uh, not Randy Orton, but for WrestleMania, who who would you believe that he would need that he would need to go against at WrestleMania? I don't, yeah, I don't know that I, that I'm there with with um I don't I don't know I I feel like. AJ can, I think maybe we're getting away from the original a point of why I even brought up the fact that there was no build, you know, in, in going it through it that way. Because I'm not sure what AJ should do at WrestleMania. I'm really not. You know, I think that my, my original point in even bringing this up was in comparison to what Andrade and Rey Mysterio have, have been doing, you know, if I had to choose between that and AJ versus Randy Orton, I believe that. Andrade and Rey Mysterio have done enough to earn a WrestleMania matchup. And if I'm booking it and I'm saying, okay, one of these two matches on the chopping block because neither one of them is for a title and we need to save time. Right. Like, and this is before like building this, this is as of today, right now, right? Like which one of these two matches would I rather see at WrestleMania? I'm picking Andrade versus Rey Mysterio, you know, over Randy Orton and AJ, because for me, Randy Orton 
and AJ Styles, this this the buildup that they've had, like you like it, it just feels like they're doing this to give both of them something to do. Like they don't know what to do with either of them, and both of them are huge names, so we gotta mm-hmm. have them, you know, at WrestleMania. So let's mm-hmm. put them up against each other, you know, which is is fine. It's just I wouldn't want it to be that that's one of the reasons why we don't get Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. You know, like if that's on the card and Andrade and Rey Mysterio isn't on the card, I feel like the priorities are messed up because we're also trying to say new era, right? New matchups, new superstars. Andrade has never been at WrestleMania. Ray, uh, Randy Orton has has been at, at numerous WrestleManias. AJ Styles, you can make a case, yeah, he hasn't been at that many WrestleManias, but AJ Styles has had a, a, a crazy run. So the guy that needs to be at WrestleMania to help establish his star more would be an Andrade, you know, versus an AJ or versus a Rey Mysterio, like or instead of an AJ or instead of a, a Randy Orton and going against Rey Mysterio and giving us that, that matchup. Like, I, I can't remember if ever there's been like that type of one-on-one matchup at a WrestleMania between two guys of that Lucha type background. You know, just like having a one-on-one match of that level at a WrestleMania. I don't I don't know, and I'd have to look because I don't have the facts to back this up, but just if memory serves, that type of like have we ever seen say Ray Mister Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero did not happen at, at WrestleMania. You know, so to have an Andrade versus Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania to me would be like, okay, this is this is this this they're doing something special. This is a new era. To have Randy and AJ Styles, it's more the same. And I don't even think the crowd will be that much into that matchup, really. I think they they have to do a better build for that matchup to really get people to care. And I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It just it just feels like a like a forced matchup to me. That's just just, just where I stand. Now, do I want to see AJ Styles at WrestleMania? Of course. You know, and Randy Orton being you know my favorite since the since the Attitude Era. Yeah, I would definitely love to see him there. But if if I'm specifically saying, you know, that versus Andrade or Rey Mysterio, I'm like, no, no, no. Something else has to go. We have to cut something else, not that matchup. That matchup needs to stay. It not Don't get rid of that matchup because you want to make time for Randy Orton and AJ Styles because that, that, that to me doesn't make sense. Okay, I can see that. All right. Yeah, you said the last, it was Rey Mysterio against Eddie Guerrero, WrestleMania 21. Okay. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Yep, yep. Yeah. Singles match. Yeah, and so that would be the one time in all the WrestleManias that we've had like a matchup like that. Like that just it, it's like these kind of classic matches with two guys of that of of like similar. Um, how do I say this? It just has that feel of like this could be a classic match for WrestleMania that would just be so beautiful to have on that card. Yeah. You know, and, Rey, and since Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, now to have that since WrestleMania 21, now to have that, like a similar match like that happen with, with Andrade and Rey Mysterio all the, these years later, that, that would just be amazing. That would be amazing, both for Rey and especially to help get Andrade even more over if that's their intent, if they really believe in him and they want to make him into a star, that's where you do it. That's where you do it, and that's how you do it, is to have him have a class against Ray. Win or lose, doesn't matter. He'll, he'll probably lose in that oh, yeah. matchup, beating Ray Mysterio in every other matchup. But win or lose, that would be – it would be a win just to have that kind of match at WrestleMania 
have it open the card. Have it be the first match to start everything off. And if it's Rey Mysterio and Andrade having a classic match, oh, my God. Like, that would be a great start to, to WrestleMania as a whole, really. Um, so, to, so to sum all this up, so you believe in your hearts, of, in your whole hearts of hearts that you believe yeah. that Rey Mysterio and San Almas will not have a match on WrestleMania. In like, my heart of hearts, if, if I'm betting on it, betting on it with money, whether or not they would be on the WrestleMania card, not the pre-show, because I don't count the pre-show. Mm-hmm. On the main card, I'm saying no. I'm saying that the way that WWE will typically want to to book their pay-per-views and how many times I've seen them omit certain things from the pay-per-view. I mean, if the Usos, it took them years to get you know on the on the main card for WrestleMania, and then they finally got there, and then they got squashed. Like, there's something about the way that WWE books that has me a little out of caution. I think. I think. I believe that I, I think we'll see him on WrestleMania, man. The way they're just doing this story, it is too yeah. good for, for it not to be on, on the WrestleMania, man. Let's bookmark this podcast because I I am with you and I am <laughs> I am praying that that is the case because I want to see that match with that WrestleMania crowd and I want the crowd to be in it and I just want a classic match between those two because their matches have just been amazing. I want I I, I could watch them yes. fight forever. You know, even the so triple threat I, match for Tuesday, including our truth, was good, man. When yeah, then yeah. had our truth on his shoulders, and then Ray Mysterio came and it did. Our, I was like, dude, this this is insane. Money, it was money. It was money, and I, I I hope I hope the WWE sees it that way too. You know, I just I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical until I see it happen. It's hard for me to believe the WWE is going to do it because that would that to me would spark some real change there. Because I, I I guess what it is is. Andrade is not like that established guy yet, right? And for WrestleMania, I feel like they don't, they're less likely to take chances on somebody who they maybe don't feel is truly box office on his own. Like Rey Mysterio was there. I mean, they, it's not yeah. going to be Rey Mysterio. He wouldn't be the reason why. I think it'd be Andrade that they're like, do we really put Andrade? And a match it, and I'm saying, hell yeah, put him yeah. there. And I, and, and I think Rey Mysterio would, would vouch for him too. He was like, right. put him in, come on, exactly, exactly. Like, let's do it, you know. So, yeah, uh, like, give us 13 minutes, we'll kill it. Yeah, well, I want it longer than 13 minutes. Come on now, with I'm, those two. This is WrestleMania though, so <laughs> 13 minutes. Give me a 20. What they night. get it? <laughs> me 20. Come on. Oh man. I don't think we're getting twenty. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would take thirteen, but (laughs) thirteen is a win. But twenty would be like, all right, we did something. But yeah, no, I hear you. Seven hour show, we can't get twenty minutes for Rey Mysterio. I know, I know. Like, like you said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking how Vince would think thirteen minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. See, and, and, and I don't know, maybe it's like the 205 Live thing, right? Like 205 Live, it doesn't matter who's in that matchup. They're always pre-show. It's for the championship. Buddy Murphy can be killing it, and they're going to put it in the pre-show. You know, so maybe that's that also, too, is kind of weighing in my head because it's just what they do. 
you know, so. Hold on, I got the time for Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero in WrestleMania 21. 12 minutes and 39 oh seconds. God. Oh, my God. You see? Like, Look at that, man. Like I said, 13 minutes. Come on, man. <laughs> we couldn't get 20 minutes for Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania. 20 minutes. And that was the second match from the card, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's just. Well, hey, maybe they'll do it differently. Come on, WWE. 20 minutes. Yeah. Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. 20 minutes. Make it happen. I want to see it. We'll eat it up. All right. Um, that is going to conclude SmackDown, unless you had anything else that you wanted to bring up from SmackDown. Oh, no. Right to it. The NXT call-ups. Okay. I think we both have mixed feelings on this. We kind of alluded to it, but really didn't talk about it in, in detail. So I'm going to let you start as if, as far as what you've thought so far. And the call-ups, again, if you haven't been been following along, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, yep. Ricochet, and Aleister Black have all been called up for the most part. They've been, they've been wrestling on Raw. They've been wrestling on SmackDown. Uh, it seems to be somewhat official that they're going to be on the, on the main roster now. Um, yeah, but- it's official. It's official. I guess I have some issues there too because they're still using the NXT graphic. They're not just yep. them yeah. there, so you know it's kind of it's 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 they need to just make it clear one way or another. Yep. Um, but I don't know what what are your thoughts so far as as far as how this has gone so far? Wow, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start on Monday Night Raw when uh, Triple H introduced the oh. uh, the four, uh, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So when when he said when it was getting introduced, and we introduced an Alistair Black Ricochet, I thought I I was first of all this came this totally blindsided me. I did not see this coming at all. I thought maybe after Takeover, uh, you know, or after WrestleMania, maybe they'll we'll get like Alistair Black, maybe Ricochet, but not now we got all four that popped up. That's that that was insane. I don't think I would have. To me, I think that was a waste. Four of your top st- star, four of your top stars from NXT, and you just show them off like that with a quick light introduction, like no background, no story, no video package. We got a video package, I believe, like the next day, like more on Alistair Black, but still. Like get, it showed, give us it video packages as they. I mean, it was quick. Yeah, but like, it, it was like it, it. It wasn't like the typical WWE, you know, prototypical video package for right, you to get yeah. to know where you're about to see. This was right, like right. you know, I'm gonna hit you with the highlights real quick, so you can see what they're all about real quick. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like about it, you know. And then Michael Cole, he he didn't make it any better when. When uh, Alistair Black got introduced, and he was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "You just took me out of the moment now. You just <laughs> ruined my Alistair Black entrance." I thought he said the Duck Destroyer. He's the supposed Dutch. to say the Duck Destroyer. And I, 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 I thought he said Duck. Yeah. I'm like, did he just say yeah. Duck? And then they yeah. used it in a later video package, and I was like, "I'm I'm still hearing Duck." I think he said the Dark is is what he was trying to say, like mm-hmm. the Dark Alistair Black. But um, maybe he got caught up in the middle of his words and it didn't quite come out the way he wanted to. And the yeah. next time he showed up on Raw, he said the, the Dutch destroyer, he made sure it was clear Dutch. So, yeah, that, that too was kind of a weird, like, uh, all right, we just botched that, like his first time yep. showing up. It sounds weird. 
Um, yeah, and I man. could tell that Corey was the only one he was able to. He was familiar with the wrestlers. Yes, yes. Michael Cole sound like he didn't. It, he he commentated like he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like that at all. You know, the, the commentating for for the NXT stars was hor- horrific. Uh, I hated the fact. Okay, you have Revival who just won an NXT, not NXT, who just won the Raw Tag Team. And then yep. Tommaso, it, it's like they didn't even care about the, the rivalry between these two teams. No. And they no. just shoved it down my throat. Here you go. It was weird. It, it, it was, weird. yes, yes. I hated that. Yeah. I hated that. I hated that so bad because I watched the story. This was right. an amazing rivalry. An you, amazing you rivalry. You were you were confused. You were confused. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and, and and you did it around the wrong crowd too. That yeah. was a small Lafayette crowd. It wasn't even the, the New Orleans crowd. New Orleans crowd. At least SmackDown the, the night after it, it it was uh it was more effective. The reaction because, was great. Smackdown. Exactly because you know NXT that was an NXT crowd too because Takeover yeah. New Orleans they know yeah. all about it. Oh yeah. So it was a better reaction. Yeah. But on Raw, it, it was like that terrible. That, that, terrible, man. I hated it. I did not like it at mm. all. That's that's how I feel. SmackDown was better. Raw was terrible. Yep. And and and, and like man, I, like I said, how long before they drop to start before they start changing up some names? <laughs> <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa to Tommaso or Tom, you know, just changing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Johnny and Tommy, did we do that? <laughs> it's Johnny and Tommy. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah, that does sound like a Vince uh, thing to do. He'd be laughing about yeah. it in the back. Oh, I think this is yeah. great. <laughs> like to my soul, oh, it's man. So, so my reaction when you said, uh, um, you know, when you're talking about Ron, how Triple Johnny H was, was announced, today, I had that feeling like, oh, this crowd is just not, they don't know, they don't know these guys, they don't know them at all, you know. And, and as those matches were happening, I just felt this is just my true reaction. I just felt really you know, upset about the reaction that, that these guys got because I watch NXT. And I see the best of, you know, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. And these guys, are they kill it. I mean, all of these guys are capable of match-of-the-year type matchups. Yeah. And tear the house down, like, everywhere they go. And then to have that crowd, you know, that reaction, that lack of a reaction from their, you know, from the Triple H announcement to even their matches – it was very lukewarm, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man, is this the beginning of the end of all four of these guys?" <laughs> all four of them yes, destroyed immediately. Yes, everybody had a lukewarm re- reception, man. Yeah. That's, oh. It was bad, and even like you know, Ricochet, you know his his wrestling, it, it felt very, very like um, I don't know. It's just a bad matchup for him, you know, it, it, that he had because he it, he didn't get to showcase what he can do. Like, if you're going to put Ricochet in a matchup right now, I feel like he needs to go up against somebody that is in that same class, that, like, high fly, like an Andrade or a Finn Balor or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just, I don't know, there's just choices that they made. And then with the Revival versus uh, DIY, yeah, that whole situation was just awkward. Like, they acted like the story that was happening on NXT – was not happening. The only thing that I'll give them credit for is that it seemed like on NXT that there was a tease of a DIY reunion, 
But then on Raw, they made it seem like, oh, they're a team. That's it. They're just, oh, yeah. It's, yep. it's, it's already happened. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. You, you kind of skipped a step here. Like, they haven't actually, like, made up. You know, they have a lot. There was the, the, the rivalry of the year for a reason because these two guys hated each other. So for them to just team up, like nothing's wrong, was 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 terrible. But yeah, now, I, I felt like I missed a a part right there. They're like, they're missing an important step, or then, they, but but when you watch NXT, I'm like, okay, yeah. Then it may, and now um, there was a point where Johnny was was went in character with how they their story has been. So at the end of the matchup with the revival, when they beat the revival. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa goes over to Johnny and is like praising Johnny, you know, like wanting to give him a high five or whatever. And he's got his arm on his shoulder and Johnny shrugs him off and kind of looks at him like, yeah. you know, nah, nah, we're not like he was in character and Tommaso Ciampa was not in character for that yep. moment. So it kind of woke Ciampa up and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like it just it was one of those moments where I think even Ciampa was a little bit confused and lost his way a little bit yeah. and Johnny got it back on track by saying no 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 we you are not my friend like we are this is not what this is like, they put us together but I have not forgiven you yet and that was that was a cool moment on his side uh, that I noticed a little detail that I enjoyed yeah. um but uh yeah raw was just was was not I was not feeling yeah. raw at all when they first debuted that was bad yeah. I was much I was a lot more I was a lot happier with the SmackDown, uh, uh, just the, that crowd and how it went, yeah. just the match. I, I don't know who's the Smack SmackDown writers. I don't know if they're familiar with NXT, but whoever's writing, like they knew how to introduce them. You know, the the matches they had. I'm like, okay, that like, why is there such a disconnect between SmackDown and and Raw? Like I get the format, but that's the format. But why is there such a disconnect between the rap, the raw writers and small and SmackDown writers? That, that that makes no sense with me, man. I think I lost you there. You back? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't okay. hear you. You went there. Oh, well, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Let's cut> that <laughs> part. Oh no, no, I was saying, why is there such a no, disconnect? Oh, yeah. did you hear me? Okay. I heard that part. It's like you said, why is there such a disconnect between SmackDown and Raw? But that's when you cut out. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that that's probably a whole nother podcast, to be honest with you. That we could spend a whole podcast trying to talk about the, the true disconnect and what the reasons are. But um, you know, I'll just say that you could feel it. You know, you could feel it clearly. There was a big difference between those two shows and how they were booked and the crowds. And really, I mean, I think part of it too is just knowing your audience. And knowing, yeah, you know, yep. where, where the best place is to do those kind of things. Because that crowd, you said it was Lafayette, was where that Raw was at? Yeah, I Lafayette. Mean, small crowd, man. You know, that that's just not the crowd to do it in front no. of. You know, you got to do it for the crowds that you know yeah. are going to be, like, they're going to know these guys. And they're going to give you that pop so that that can build the momentum and help. Because now, I think, it would be a little bit safer to do it since they've the 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 audience audiences around the world have gotten a chance to see these guys you know yeah. so it'll, it'll be a little bit better going forward well uh, I, I don't know if you saw the the halftime match between oh, I did. you did I thought, oh, yeah oh, I, I think I that's the match that that put them on and I think Vince saw that match and saw how well received it was and I I, I believe that's the reason why we we saw them get the move to the main roster because of that match. You think that's the reason why? Yep. 
because of that halftime match, man. I didn't watch the halftime. I didn't watch the halftime show for. I heard it was horrible, but I watched. I watched NFT halftime because I was like, I wanted to watch this. I'm like, I'm not gonna miss this, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, no, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I was, I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by you know how just insane they 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 made that match and just like how because it could have been a throwaway thing right they could have just all kind of phoned it in and yep. just done a basic matchup but they were pulling some moves that i just had not seen them do like um adam cole he had that crazy like almost canadian destroyer type of move that he did he was on the top turnbuckle and he hit him with yes. the like club uh, uh pose from the top and then he just jumped down and then did the Canadian Destroyer right away. I think it was Ricochet that he did it to. I'm not sure, um, which I thought was amazing. And then the DIY uh, finisher that they did, but Adam Cole was added to it. And they all did the super kick. Yeah. Oh, man, that was so many amazing moments that they had that I'm like, everybody that I know that has not seen it. I've been telling, look, yo, just go see that. See that just, match. Just, <laughs> it was it's amazing. Admit that as soon as the as soon as the bell rings, it, it yeah. jumps from go, man, fast pace. From they did from not bell stop. To bell. Right, right. They just went at it, and it was it was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to watch. I had so much fun with it. Um, I guess I I feel like you you there's probably a point to what you're saying about Vince seeing that and saying, okay, we need to bring these guys up. I think it's a combination of that and the rating suffering that he's like, all right, we need to go ahead and just do this, you know, to help, help post the rating some. Cause you know, and, and I don't, I don't blame him from that standpoint. Like it, it's these, those are four of the top guys in NXT right now, you know, who is killing it, you know, minus Adam Cole and Velveteen dream, right. you know, you just, you, you've taken the best that they have to offer. So that's, it was that's not a bad decision. It's a great decision. I wonder. Actually. I wonder why would why Triple H would agree. Well, I know he runs the. You know, that's his. You know, his basically his dad, his boss. But why would he agree to that? Would he wonder if you put up a fight like you're not going to take four of my best guys, and and just you know pluck them and plug them into your roster? Like why would he agree to four? Like two at least, but all yeah. four. Like I'm I'm kind of shocked by that. That you know he wouldn't. Maybe he did put up a fight behind the scenes, but I don't know, man. I feel like Alistair was about ready to go. I think he's been ready for a while, so I don't. I don't think that was there was too much of a fight there. I think um, Champa and Gargano they were getting close, if not there. I think once Champa, what I was expecting is for Champa to lose the belt and then go. Um, and maybe the same for Johnny. Johnny's felt weird because he just won the North American Championship, and then he's going to Raw. So it's like, well, is he gonna still be North American? Do what Kevin Owens did and hold on to the belt while he's on the show for a little bit. Maybe go back and forth some. Um, but Johnny also has been there for a while, so it kind of made sense. Like we're we're getting to, with with three of those guys at least. I thought they were pretty much ready. It was just a matter of time for them. Ricochet was the one that kind of surprised me the most, where it seems like he just, even though he's been there for for a minute now, um, it seems like he still has a lot more to do. You know, he had that one run with the North American Championship, but it still feels like he just got there, and it would be great to see him challenge for the NXT Championship before going off and, and, and going to, to, to Raw or SmackDown. So that's the one that I probably had the, the biggest, like, you know, eyebrow raise moment. Um, for me, uh, 
So, uh, yeah, was there a fight put up? Maybe. You know, it's possible that Triple H is like, whoa, you know, these are these, these are the guys. Like, these are the main guys, man. I don't know if I wanted you taking all of them at the same time like this, but um, I guess I would make the argument that it was it was just about time for three of those guys, for sure, to, to make their way to the main roster. And um, the only one I really thought maybe he should still be there is, is Ricochet. But, you know, I guess they didn't think that way. So, um We'll, we'll we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm nervous for for these guys because every time yeah. the NXT because because case in point, the match that they had uh, that that Ricochet and Alistair Black had on SmackDown this week was against Rusev and against Shinsuke Nakamura, and it was it was a sad thing to see because yeah, first of all, was, they didn't even show Shinsuke's entrance. No. They, they didn't even show it. No, got the jobber interest, bro. That's, that's it, total disrespect right there. Right, during the commercial break. And then you see it's Aleister Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This should be one of those, like, oh, we're going to build this up for a pay-per-view because this is a money match type, type of situation. You know, if this had happened on NXT, it would have been a takeover main event for the NXT championship. Oh, hell yeah. Right. So, but to see that as like in the middle of a SmackDown and Shinsuke doesn't even get his entrance and yeah. it's just like, what, is, what has happened with Shinsuke Nakamura? He's just a guy. He's literally yeah. just a guy. And I'm thinking that's um, not on him. That's just the way they they did this build, man. They they demoralized him, man. They crushed his absolutely. momentum. Absolutely. It, it, it's not <laughs> his fault at all. Yeah. It's just someone there you know does not believe in shinsuke nakamura exactly like, all right he, i believe yeah and he's he's in a tag team that's not going to do anything and he's not getting his entrance it just it just reeks of like this is this, this they just do not believe in him um yeah. and it, it's i i'm hoping that that's not like alistair looking at his future in shinsuke because Alistair is just as big as Shinsuke was when he was in NXT. So it wouldn't take much for Alistair to be where Shinsuke is now to be just a guy in a weird tag team, you know, just just not even getting his entrance anymore, just being there and getting stomped out by the next up-and-coming guy that they're trying to use to to put him over or put over. Um, it, It was just a sad sight, man. Um, so I don't know. I mean, even taking it back to, to the revival a little bit too, like they went through it, you know, they were the hottest tag team, you know, maybe on planet earth at one point, you know, when they were on NXT and then they go to to the main roster and it's like, they, they're one step away from the Ascension, you know, like just, just a joke of a tag team. Even now, the way that they, they're treating the ascent, the way that they're treating uh, the revival is a little it's bit scary. It's scary, yeah, because it's like, why they just tag team champions and they're getting champions. two weeks in a row now they got beat. So they have yeah. not beaten anybody since they won those titles. And you're looking at this like, wait a minute, these are supposed to be the that, right. champions. Like, they're just getting destroyed by a team that, that one team didn't like each other and they, they just decided to team yeah. up together. And, and, that, right, and, that didn't, and, that, and that didn't make sense. Like, you're, you're Revival. You're the best... You're you're all right. You're the tag team champion. So you're saying you're the best tag team, but you lose to a a team that shouldn't that that they just that was just put together. Right, right. In both situations, because yes, sure, DIY. They were a tag team. You know, they've had chemistry, and you could you can make the case that they can find that chemistry again. But given up until this point, 
those guys were not on the same page. Exactly. And there should have been a lot of ascension between those two guys to where you could see them losing because they can't get on the same page. And then you take Alistair Black and Ricochet, who have never teamed up before together. I'm not even sure why they're teaming up. No one knows. They just they just put together because they, they needed to get both of them on the show and they didn't want them to have one-on-one matches. So, all right, you guys go fight the Revival. And the tag team champions, the Revival, who have all this chemistry from wrestling together all over the world for years – can't beat this team who is just put together maybe you know just just for that that show i mean yeah that's just it's disrespectful to the revival yeah, dude they i don't know what vince is doing with these guys man i don't know he's just playing around with these guys because i know at first they you know they were done they went to vince i think a few weeks ago before they got the tag team belts and they wanted to get released from their contract yep all right, so Vince make them tag team champions, but he makes them weak tag team champions, man. This is, oh my goodness, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So here's hoping that things turn around for all parties involved because there's yeah. a lot of talented superstars that, you know, I just hope they're not going to get wasted. Yes. You know, going forward, you know, because it, it's just it's just way too much talent there between Shinsuke Nakamura and The Revival and Aleister Black and Ricochet and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Like, there's just – they are all so talented. They are all so capable of having classic matches that just can be money matches for the WWE if they're just used right. And, you know, we, we just see time and time again that these guys, that, that they just don't get booked right. And it's it just whatever momentum they could have had, it just doesn't happen. So I'm hoping that there, there's things turn around somehow, some way in, in the way that they book, you know, and maybe this Vince, the storyline that, that they're kind of doing with Vince, where he needs to start making the right decision, like, like Ronda Rousey alluded to, <laughs> maybe that is a sign of them acknowledging what Vince typically does. That Vince, you know, will usually want a guy like Kevin Owens over a Kofi Kingston, and he, he won't make the right decision. He won't mm-hmm. give the fans what they want. And maybe this is them saying, "Hey, we're going to turn that into a storyline just to show you that." Well, now we are going to start making the decision. Now it'll be the Beckys over the Charlottes, or it'll be the Kofi Kingstons over the Kevin Owens, or it'll be them together. You know, and you'll you'll get Vince will get what he wants, and the crowd will get what they want too. And that'll be the new era of the WWE somehow. Or just Maybe or just do a story with him, including Triple H, and Triple H is getting pissed off because he's mishandling his NXT talent, and he's getting sick of it. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and you can use that, and people will buy that. And, yes. and that's when you're gonna blur blur the lines for real. Because and, right now, the way it's people talking, book, yeah. Triple H and Stephanie and Shane, it's booked like they have no idea that Vince is about to change these yes. matches. Yes. Right? Yes. Triple H came out and told Becky that if she apologizes, she's going to be in the match. She apologized. Triple H, Triple H said, you're in the match. And then Vince comes out and says, nope, I, they may have accepted it, but I don't accept it. So it's already starting getting built that yet Triple H and Vince McMahon are not on the same page when it comes to these decisions. And then the same thing happens again with the Kofi Kingston situation. So what you're saying in terms of that, I think is right on that. There's an opportunity here to use that in a storyline and say, Vince McMahon and Triple H are not on the same page. Technically he's not on the same page with any of his family members when it comes to booking right now. So let's use that and let's have that a storyline. And yeah, it would be so believable. We would all buy into it. Like, you would just see his frustration with Triple H, you know, because his NXT is getting 
mishandled. So he step, you see it like a, a gorilla position of uh, Vince McMahon and, and Triple H talking, like right before, you know, when when the main roster head out the interest, but you see him right there talking, like just having having it out a little bit right there. I think that could be, I think that could be money, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should do it, man. They should yeah. do it. I, oof, that would be so good. That would be so good. And then, you know, maybe that really leads to them acknowledging, like, hey, Triple H is going to start taking more control and he's going to start listening to him more and doing more of the booking style that we see on, on NXT and, you know, on SmackDown too, for the most part as well. Um, so, going to yeah, his like, maybe I should take over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, so man. Good. Somebody yeah. hire me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, just give me the pen. Give me the pen. Let me write some of these stories. Right, Listen. man. <laughs> Hashtag, man. Hashtag Devin for WWE writer, man. Like <laughs> All right, man. So for, for NXT, the other two things. One is we, we got to mention the fact that Velveteen Dream is now the North American champion. Yes, so yes, yes. those didn't are not following NXT. Johnny Gargano did defend his North American Championship against the Velveteen Dream, and Velveteen Dream came out on top. He ended up winning the championship. So now uh, the experience is is on in full effect, and, and he is the North American Champion. And it, it's I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this for him. Um, he needs this. He's he's earned this. He does. And, he does uh, this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the next step because he's had so many great matches. That at this point it's like, well, you either call him up or give him a, a, a title because you just can't keep having these non-title classic matches or these opportunities and not winning. Like, just, just let's let's see him now as a champion, yeah. and you know, it's it's I'm excited for it. So, um, very happy for him. Um, really, not much else to say because he hasn't defended the title yet. Uh, we don't know exactly who his first title defense will be against because it doesn't seem like it's gonna be Johnny Gargano in a rematch. No. Um, if anything, it might be one of the Undisputed Era members, maybe um, uh, Adam Cole, uh, or maybe, uh, oh gosh, Roderick Strong, you know, one of those two guys potentially. But, yeah, we we, we have yet to see where, you uh, know. Who... Bobby Fish? Well, no, Bobby Fish, because Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly are in attack. Oh, yeah, Fish. that's right. They're doing the, uh... the, the okay. Dusty Road Park. They're going to team up together again. Yeah. Right. Which I do have bittersweet feelings about that, by the way. A couple weeks ago, they announced uh, – they were in the back of the Indisputed Era getting getting interviewed, and they were talking about, you know, everybody getting the belt. And I forget who it was that said, yeah, Bobby Fish and and uh, Kyle O'Reilly are going to go for the tag titles. And I was like, wait a minute. Really? We're not going to get Roderick Strong in Kyle O'Reilly anymore? Because they're in ring, like, just – Capabilities, they just have such great chemistry with each other yeah. that I, I feel like it's 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 almost that tag team taking a step back now to I was replace just about to say that, yep. <laughs> with Bobby Fish. Like it just seems like a bad decision. I almost would just let Bobby Fish go solo and see if he can make something make it work that way. Because that yeah. the momentum that that team has, the Roderick Strong Colorado tandem is just unbelievable. So I, it left me a little bit like, man, really? And now I get it. The two of them, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they've been a team for a long time. I think they go back to ROH and, yep. you know, they've been on the indie scene together for a minute now. But I think at this point, the writing is on the wall. 
that the better team between those two, the better partner for Kyle O'Reilly is Roderick Strong. Roderick clearly. Strong, yeah, clearly, yep. So, yeah, that's my little round on that. Bobby Fish, I mean, I don't know. If if that – when they start teaming up, if it doesn't feel like it used to, you know, with them, or if it doesn't – if it feels like it's missing something during their matches, they may be getting ready to kick Bobby Fish out of the Undisputed Era. I think – I think, ooh. I, he, he still feels like the odd man out right now. He does. He does. And like, ever since Roderick Strong – got in and then Bobby Fish was recovering from his injury. It I was like Bobby Fish who? Yep, he's the fourth stooge. That's what he is. <laughs> right. You know, he's just man, not he doesn't he about to spit as a three man team, man. Bobby Fish, you out, bro. You out. That's it. <laughs> I have been waiting for them to just say, you know what, man, you're not carrying your weight. It's time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. put the bullet in him and just like ending him, you know, and then maybe he can Go on a little face run or whatever, and try to create something for himself. But yeah, he just he just doesn't fit in this group anymore. Yeah, like Bobby Fish, you got to go, man. You know you're, yeah. you're the odd man out. It's 2019. You're still rocking that mustache. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just don't. I mean, his matchup because the last time Bobby Fish wrestled on NXT, I think he was going against uh, EC3, and that match was was bad. It was bad. It was a botch fight. Like, Bobby Fish uh, almost got decapitated by the top rope at one point. Like, it was just just hard to watch. And I don't know if he's even fully healed up. Because even in their uh, War Games matchup, there was a point where I thought Bobby Fish. He got re-injured. Yeah. 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 So, I just just don't – I don't know, man. I I, I think he maybe is best suited – if he's going to stay on the Undisputed Era, then he could just be not a manager or, like, their mascot or, you know, just that extra guy that helps them cheat, you know. It's like in NWO back in the day when they had Vince, you know, that that one dude that would yeah. just be there. Like, he never wrestled, but he was just their guy, their, like, muscle that would, would help them cheat. Like, he could be that dude. But in ring, he's just not impressive. He doesn't have as good a chemistry with, with, uh, with, with Kyle O'Reilly and – one-on-one, I don't believe he can beat anybody. Yeah. I really don't. That is true. That is true. A one-on-one with minus uh, one-on-one minus Bobby Fish, you can believe that with anybody. Roddy right. Strong, you know, Colorado. Cole. Yeah. Cole. yeah, yeah man. Guys, I would believe it, but Bobby gets in there and it's like, nah, he's not beating anybody. He's not beating anybody. The new guys that they come up with every week, you know, they could he could be going against one of them. And I would be like, I don't know, man. I think Bobby's gonna lose this match. Like it wouldn't matter who it is. I would really I don't believe he would beat anybody right now. You know, and part of it is he still looks injured, you know, and then just I, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see the ability. I don't see the 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 talent there right now. Um it sucks because I know he was, you know a really talented guy and he and and Kyle O'Reilly were a great tag team at one point but just Roderick Strong at being you know his replacement just kind of took that team to another level so yeah yeah man <laughs> so I'm talking about that dude anymore right right <laughs> <laughs> well 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 speaking just the the finish it off with the uh undisputed era the um the 
Dusty Rhodes Classic is going to be happening. And so they're one of the eight tag teams, I believe it is, that's going to be in it. So it'll be interesting to see. That's the that's the new thing that they're building up on NXT right now besides uh, NXT New York that's going to be coming off, coming uh, around right before WrestleMania. So it, they've got some, some interesting matchups there. Um, Undisputed Era is going to be going against the newly reformed DIY, which yeah. will be pretty interesting. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gar- Gargano. Um, they properly had Johnny and Tommaso kind of say, hey, we're going to team up. We're going to officially be a team. I which like makes that promo it- because Tommaso was spitting facts. Yes. Yes. Like, like one look, time you lose the title because you, you declined my help. Yep. <laughs> we are good together. But, yeah, exactly. When you decline my help, you lost. What happened? You know, so – um yeah it's gonna be I'm, I'm i'm excited to see diy together again and what that story is gonna be like because now what i'm what i'm anticipating is that they're gonna have another falling out and that probably leads to gargano champa at nxt new york potentially for the title what's confusing me on that though is the fact that they just got called up by the wwe so that's why i'm like is it really official because johnny Dropped the North American Championship after just winning the North American Championship. Now he's going to team up with Tommaso Ciampa. I don't believe they're going to win the Tag Team Championships. So now the next thing would be, okay, they wouldn't win maybe because they have a falling out. So you would think maybe they rekindle their, their feud, the feud of the year, for the the Wrestlema- the takeover pre-WrestleMania. It makes sense. But if Johnny Gargano beats Ciampa for the, for the title, then what? Then is Johnny staying on NXT or is he on Raw and SmackDown now? Like what? Yeah. What is happening? So your point is is weird that all these guys were called up and yet they're all like still very. I mean, maybe not Alistair Black. He's not really. He he, he has a clear path to going to to the main roster now. But Gargano Ciampa, that that one's confusing. That one's confusing for the for the call up, but. We'll see. We'll see where that's going. I don't know, but they're in the they're in the uh, Dusty Rose Classic. So that first round matchup, I'm I'm thinking they probably lose that matchup, you know, against Undisputed Era, and that probably starts a whole new feud for the two of them. That, that seems to be where that's potentially going. So, so you think it's gonna? So you know, you so you think they're not gonna have any type of tag team chemistry on the main roster for DIY? After they lose, because you're assuming they're going to lose to Undisputed. I I think they're going to lose, yes. I, I think that because I guess it just does it makes more sense for them to lose than for Undisputed Era to lose in yeah. this situation. So I, I have to get, but then again, that kind of defeats what Tommaso Ciampa was saying. Like if they lose, and he said, well, you're only good with me, unless Johnny in that matchup is not completely accepting Tommaso's help, maybe he refuses to tag him and they lose, then it's Johnny's fault again, you know, and and that just serves as more evidence to Tommaso's point that every time you refuse my help, we lose. So let's try this again on Raw or let's try this again on SmackDown. Maybe they go that route. You know, that could be. Okay. That... I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see how, how would they get out of this? Like, yeah, because you know, that's a weird that first round matchup. Makes I could me see so... them being undisputed with, with Bobby Fish. Right, I could see that after what we just said. Yes, if, yeah. if it wasn't for the tournament, <laughs> yeah, I'd be saying, "Oh no, they're going to win that matchup." But I feel like, given that this is a tournament, and given what Undisputed Era is trying to build towards, that all, all of them are going to have the belts at some point. 
for them to lose that first, unless they're getting ready to kick Bobby Fish out now, like that would be. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> he just said, "Hey, we're gonna lose," and and Colorado's gonna be looking at him like, "Man, I can't." You know, this was way better with Roderick Strong. You know, <laughs> and then I could see them losing that matchup. Um, God, that'd be so great. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> Oh, man. oh man. <laughs> but, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. But that, yeah, it, it's a, it's a kind of um. What's good about that match is, it's hard for me to see both of them losing. Like both of those teams yeah. seem like they should win their first round matchup. So yeah. putting them against each other, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna go. But if I had to guess, I would say probably to Monster Champa and Johnny Gargano because of their their issues that they would lose, and it'd be Johnny's fault. Um, that yeah. They would they- lose. That might factor in, and the reason why they lose, I can see that's a catalyst yeah. for their story. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that that's probably the most interesting thing that's that's gonna be coming out of the Dust Rose Classic. It'll be great matches overall. I mean, you've got um, was it this European Union? That's the one team I don't know too much about. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. I've seen them wrestle on NXT before, um, but I don't know too much about that team. But they're going against Alistair Black and Ricochet. Which huh, was that a- the team that went against uh, Simon Birch and yes, 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 yes. Lorkin? Yeah, that that match was great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'm like. I remember a name that sounded very. It was very rhymy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you start, I'm like, hold on. That sounds familiar. Like, yeah, that's the. I remember those guys. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's them. That's them. So that that'll be interesting. Um, on the other side of the bracket, they've got Mustache Mountain versus the Street Profits, which I'm really interested in seeing. Yeah. Um, that's another one where I'm like, man, I feel like they should both win their first round matchup because yeah. they both need to, need to win. They but I, I, I actually, I think Street Profits probably are going to win that match. To be honest with you, because the way that they've been building the Street Profits the last couple of weeks um, seems like Street Profits should go over to at yeah. least continue to establish them some and that would set up a matchup potentially because the the the, um if they win if street profit profits win they would go up against the winner of the forgotten sons and Oni lorkin and danny birch and forgotten sons and street profits have been having issues so it seems to make sense for i I see forgotten sons beating simon birch Oni lurk even though that's a hard match though it's gonna be a hard match it'll be good match yeah yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Forgotten Sons. I really don't like them too much. So you know, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm, I think by just they the all look like Elias wannabes. They do. They do. <laughs> that is a good point. They do. <laughs> it's, just, it's not that interesting to me. I'm just not really into that team. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. That'll be one. Of, they, 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 they'll be. That's one of those teams that they'll get if they ever get called up to the main roster. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. But if they ever, I just feel like they wouldn't they wouldn't make it like they would just be they would get lost in the shuffle and maybe yeah. the biggest guy in the team they, they they give him a solo run or something for a little bit just yeah. to see if he can they will be forgotten they no will be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. so um but yeah the dust rose classic is always kind of a fun tournament i like when nxt does tournaments like this or when they do the cruiserweight classic or they do the may young classic um yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to to this one a little bit and and uh, it should be fun. And that's kind of that's kind of it for NXT. Uh, anything else you wanted to bring up? Oh no, man, that was it, man. We we pretty okay. much covered everything, even the little uh, tidbits that we thought we forgot. But yeah, we got yeah. all in there. 
Cool. Well, any final thoughts before we call it a, a, a show this week? Oh, so we I know we complain about the main roster on Monday Night Raw. Uh, not main roster, the NXT debuts on Monday Night Raw, but much better on Tuesday Night SmackDown. I want more of DIY in the bar. I don't know about you, but I want more of that. That was mm-hmm. a physical hard-hitting match, and I want more. Awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I guess my final takeaway is Andrade Cien Almas versus Rey Mysterio Jr. at WrestleMania. Let me have it. Let me get at least 13 <laughs> minutes, but I want 20. Vince, right. <laughs> at least 13, but I want 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that's going to do it. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. That's going to call it a show. We're going to see you all next week, all right? We promise we're not going to have that much that bad of a layoff again, and we're going to no, try no. our best to, to come out more regularly, so stick with us. But thank you for listening. You guys have a good night. Peace. Yeah, see you guys next week. Park Street Wrestling Podcast.